0: Then God is minister to you right here in this place.
1: He desires to be in the praise of his people. So we lift your hands. We open
0: up our hearts, we lift up our hearts. And to
1: our Lord you desire to abide in the praises of your people so we lift
0: so we lift our hands so we lift our hearts so we lift our hands may we lift our hearts yes so we lift our hands and we lift our hearts as we offer up this praise. As we offer this praise unto your Lord. Join me in prayer, mighty
1: God. We just thank you. We thank you, Lord, for how great is your love towards us. Lord, we are an awe and in an all wonder in your presence. As we stand here, Lord, realizing that we are broken and needed of your, your grace and your mercy, we thank you, Lord, that your grace is more than enough, that your love is everlasting, your mercy never fails, that you desire to show, hallelujah, Lord, your love, then your wrath. Thank you, God, for blessing us just one more time in your presence, Father, we pray that you'll be satisfied with our worship as we worship you, as we can in these places, Lord, in the midst of this pandemic. We thank you, God that you are present, so we invoke you to come into our living room, into our car, into our bedroom, into our apartment, into our loft, into our space where we are right now, as we desire to worship you and bless you and hear a word from you, Almighty God. Speak now, Lord. Your servants are listening. Draw us deeper in Your presence as we lift up our voices to worship You, being ministered by this music, Almighty God. The Lord, we are available for You. Have Thine own way, Lord. We pray. Amen. song to you,
0: can Sing it right where you
1: are. I love you,
0: I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord, today. I love you, Lord, today. Because you care for me. Because you care for me. In such a special way. In such a special
1: way. And yes,
0: yes I pray And I magnify. As we say, that's why my heart is filled. you care for me, because you care. It's such a special
1: way, it's such a
0: special way. And yes, I pray. I lift you up, again. Yeah.
1: Again, so much for joining us The time of worship thank you to minister jeff richards uh, for leading us in a time of meditation and worship as we open up our hearts uh, to receive a word from our god as we prepare ourselves to hear from him uh, for he is worthy uh, to be praised we thank you god uh, for blessing us here in this space in this presence and so father we pray right now as he prepared to Open up your word. We do open up our hearts that we might see Jesus and have your word in our hearts that we might not sin against you. Father, Lord, have thine way here. In this place is our prayer. Draw us deeper. Draw us closer. Through your word, we pray. Amen. Oh, glory be to God. Thank you so much for joining us in this time of worship. We pray that you continue to feel his presence as we prepare to preach and teach on his word. If you open up your Bible with me and join me in Luke, the 24th chapter, as we continue to conclude on our series, Walking with Jesus, looking at the two disciples, walk with him on the road to Emmaus. We'll be in the 24th chapter again, concluding uh, this study on verses 36 to 48. And we're going to talk about I am a witness. Uh, How we are able to testify that we know how good God is because of our personal experience and our relationship with Him. Uh, Join with me to think about how you are an expert witness. You are an expert witness. One, an expert witness definitely in the court of law is one who has expertise and a On a specific subject matter, and that they are a professional in. And here it is that you have a personal experience experience of what God has done in your life. You confessing to be a disciple of Christ, to love him, to be his children, then you can confess that you know him from the pardoning of your sins. You know the power of repentance and remissions of sin, the power of submitting to God, being baptized and be born again and walking in a new life. You can personally testify that God has done good things in your life. Here it is that we're looking at the two, Cleopas and the other. We don't have the name of him, but the point is that we do know the name of one and we have another. In the Old Testament and and as well in the New Testament, before we have times of media and social media and documentation, that it always took two for something to be credible. In order for a witness to testify with authority, they had to have someone else to testify to the same Here it is, Cleopas and the other can testify that they saw a stranger to become Jesus before their eyes when they sat down and broke bread together. I want to encourage you today that you too can Testify what you have seen been done in your life and catch this. You might have someone else to testify, say, I, too, believe this person has been changed because they used to do this. But now they do this. I heard their testimony. I've seen the change and they can testify that you have experienced the resurrection power of Christ Your so I want to talk about how you, too, are a witness of God's repentance. Look at our text today again. Jesus has appeared to the two. They go back to see the 11. Remember, when we opened up this text, that they were sad. They were down in Detroit, They were leaving Jerusalem to go to Emmaus. Possibly they might have been staying there. Possibly they were leaving their others with, with, with defeat and doubt of what has happened. But yet while they're on their way, a stranger that we now know is Jesus walks with them and talks with them, opens up the scriptures with them. They reflect back now when the scripture was opened, says, didn't our hearts burn within us while we were walking with Him. It says their eyes opened up to fully understand that it was Jesus when He took the bread, He blessed the bread, He broke the bread, and He ate of the bread, and it says their eyes opened up because they could remember the communion, the the Eucharist, the thanksgiving to God of sitting down with him on the night of his betrayal, breaking bread with him, drinking of the cup and the fellowship and the communion they have with Christ. And now all that doubt, all that despair, all that confusion has left when their eyes opened up to see the power of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So Jesus has been teaching them this truth through the text and now through his presence. Now these two are expert witnesses of the resurrection of Christ. They heard the report from the women, but yet they had doubt. They had disbelief. But now they know for themselves he is alive. And so they go back to the eleven, leading into our text for today. They go back to the eleven, and they tell them what they have seen. And the text tells us. Well, we're going to pick up now while they are speaking to the other 11. This magnificent thing happens. New Living Translation reads it this way. Luke 24, chapter verses 36 to 48 says, and just as they were telling about it, Jesus himself was suddenly standing there among them. peace be with you, he said. But the whole group was startled and frightened, thinking they were seeing a ghost. Why are you frightened? He asked. Why are your hearts filled with doubt? Look at my hands. Look at my feet. You can see that it is really me. Touch me and make sure that I am not a ghost because ghosts don't have bodies as you see that I do. And as he spoke, he showed them his hands and his feet. Still they stood there in disbelief filled with joy and wonder. Then he asked them, do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish and he ate it as they watched. Then he said, when I was with you before, I told you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said, yes, it is written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations, beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. You are witnesses of all these things. Now, we see here in this text right there in verse 48 that the witnesses has increased to see the revelation and the truth of the resurrection and the call of the Messiah of Jesus Christ. And so when we look at this, as as he was saying, just as they were telling him about this, Jesus himself was suddenly standing among them. There's something special about this situation, about this discovery. The two are telling how they experienced the resurrection of Christ and this built up. And now Jesus shows up in the midst of their witness of their testimony of what they have seen. Not only are they able to testify with validity because of what they've seen, but then it's verified and proven again amongst the 11 and give them greater confirmation. But yet, in the same point, the whole group is still startled and frightened, thinking they have seen a ghost. So here's a situation of the proof of Jesus to give them power and purpose in their witness. He reveals himself in the flesh. He looks at how he looks at them and see, why are you frightened? He as or why are your hearts filled with doubt? Look at my hands, look at my feet. He's basically saying, Look at the evidence of who I am. For a ghost or a spirit does not have flesh, but look, I have Flesh to point out to us and the power of Christ working out our salvation, dying on the cross. He, too, so that he was fully man and fully God suffered. He physically suffered on our behalf. The marks of the nails, the marks of the scores, of the piercing in his side, he's letting them know this happened to my body. And here's the evidence that I did this. Oh, glory be to God. Jesus shows him that there is. he is alive after death because he defeated death. Thank God for the power of the resurrection. And as he points out them this, he wants them to understand that I am alive. Believe this truth, what I told you beforehand. So as they stood, stood there in disbelief, not understanding what's before them, he tries to break it down to them and says, do you have anything here to eat? So they're hiding in a dark room, they're closed. And so notice the two come back boldly into Jerusalem, knowing that maybe they might Their life might be in danger, but they're willing to die knowing that they can defeat death through Christ. And and they show up in the locker room with the other 11 who are desperate, who are doubted and feeling in despair. But yet Christ shows up one more time to them. And then he asks them, do you have anything to eat? They gave him a piece of fish. and he ate as they watched. He proved to them I'm physical. I'm alive. Look at this. I'm eating what you have given me. He's showing them while they're still wrestling to understand this resurrected body of Christ that I am alive. He's empowering the disciples to be his expert witnesses of what they have experienced and what they know to be true. And so as we look at this, he says as this in verse 44 to 46, as you look at this, he says this. When I was with you before, I told you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. And then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said, yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. Jesus has been telling them how he had to suffer as the Messiah, being the son of God, living on the earth as full man. And fully divine, fully God, showing that he was two natures in one being like nothing else before and that he died on the cross for the redemption of the world. The son of God, the lamb of God, willingly, submissively submitting his life, taking on punishment and shame so that we might have redemption. Jesus suffered for our glory and he suffered before entering into his glory. Jesus shows them his hands, his feet and tells them, I am Jesus. I am flesh. I am not a ghost. I am the Messiah. I am the one the scriptures have been pointing to. That's why we look at Isaiah 53 and 4, 6 with such a oh, and such gripping. When we read it this way, it says, yet it was our weakness. He carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins, But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. So Jesus took our sins before entering to the glory. The 11 now are expert witnesses of this truth. The work that led up to the cross, they received his teaching and discipleship. Now they see the full exploration of this truth explored upon them and demonstrated upon them right there when they see the resurrected Jesus Christ themselves. Verse 47, 48 says this, that it was also written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. You are witnesses of all these things here in Jerusalem is the beginning of this gospel messages. You are witnesses. So think about what you have experienced in your life and how Christ has impacted your life, how you are an expert witness of the work of God. And you can have others to testify of what God is doing in your life by how you go and tell others. Witness how you witness the power of repentance when you yourself confess Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. When you yourself decide how I will be baptized, when you yourself eat of this bread and drink of this cup and feel the presence of Christ, when you yourself see how your relationships, your lives and personal lives change because the the welcoming on the invitation of Christ into your life and the power of the Holy Spirit moving in your life. The bonus that we now have can be looked back at the 11, how they were closed in a lock room, but yet they leave with power and purpose to proclaim that he is alive. And how do we know he's alive? We tell people because he's alive in me. And so I am a witness of what God is doing because he's doing it in me. I'm seeing it in my own life. I don't have to talk about somebody else, but I can talk about what God is doing in my life. We can testify that he has changed us from the inside out. But don't forget that this testimony is is basically based on my relationship with Him. That I need to walk with Him. I need to commune with Him. I need to talk to Him. I need to pray to Him. I need to read His Word and have it within my heart. Because they understand who Christ is because of their devotion of studying and reading of the Word, their knowledge of the word we must take time and make sure we know what's in the word of god have you set your appointment your schedule to sit down and read god's word have you set time to say i will meditate on god's word do you have a prayer time when you spend time in prayer and communion with god do you spend time with other brothers and sisters in christ talking about the goodness of god notice how the two could not stay there by themselves but they had to go and find others to fellowship and to worship and tell them the goodness of God. Do you understand? You don't just share with what God has done with yourself, but you are called to go tell somebody else the goodness of God and blessing by you telling your testimony. You might gather others to come to know Jesus for themselves and they too can testify. I know he's real. I know he's a redeemer. I know he's a healer. I know he's my savior. I know he's in control because I seen what God has done in my life. So I'm encouraging you to be a special witness, to be an expert witness, to be a professional witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ and grow in knowledge and wisdom of the word and realize that as you walk with him, as you talk with him, as you are. Comforted to know that Jesus is your own, but also know that you are called to be a part of this collective church, the body of Christ. And you are to fellowship and worship with other brothers, and sisters of Christ. So join in that Bible study, join in that Sunday school, join in in your home, and your workplace and, and pray and intercede and speak, speak scripture, speak life one to another. And be a expert witness. You are a witness of what God is doing in your life. So spend that quality time in the Word and realize that some may not believe it, but you can say, I got a testimony. I got to witness what God has done. You can gather others say, so-and-so knows. They know because I've seen how God's changed me. I know there is a God. And now we are blessed that we have written records. We have evidence. Archaeological evidence, the proof of our Lord and Savior walking on this earth, the evidence of the longevity of the sacred text that has been tried and been discredited, but has been proven. And so we can speak on power and, and truth, on authority, that we know these truths to be true, that we serve God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, Jesus, the Son of God, who died on the cross for our sins, who is fully God and is fully man. And he proved it to them. I am flesh. Look at my hands. Look at my feet. And the gospel according to John, it says he even exposed and said, look at my side because Thomas doubted that he was the Christ. And yet his evidence showing them that I am physical, his evidence of showing I can eat, his evidence of showing them I've defeated the grave has gave them power and purpose to proclaim this gospel that we now know based on their expert witness, on their expert testimony, that now we still have this same truth. So I encourage you to be an expert witness of this kingdom, transform this community and our country by showing the power of love, the power of grace, the power of mercy, that how we will love one another, because we all are bare images of God. We will be gracious towards one another, forgiving towards one another. We won't be prejudicial in hatred because of color of skin or because of where someone lives or because of social and economical disparities, but yet we be forward to love and and strengthen one another because God calls us to love one another. We could be a witness of how great this love is, that he loved a sinner like us, a wretch like us, and called us into presence and called to him to his glory. Called us into life. Now how we know him as our redeemer. How we know him for the repentance of sins. We know him for forgiveness. And we know him that he's done it for us. He will do it for others. Because Christ died on the cross for our sins. So let us be great witnesses and testify and tell others of the goodness of Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we thank you mm-hmm. for how you have blessed us to come to know you through the forgiveness of sins. We thank you, Lord, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. So, Father, continue to move in our hearts and moving our minds as we will be witnesses of your glory as we walk out on this earthly journey to show that we are citizens of heaven by glorifying you. For all that we say and all we do. In Jesus' name Lord we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Please feel free to uh, like this, subscribe and share this post with someone else. Uh, God's been encouraging you. Continue to uh, join with us on our website and also you can also give uh, through your offering right there through our app and on Zion's website, zionbcpeoria.com. Thank you. God bless you until we meet again. Thank mm-hmm. you.
0: It's so good, you say that.
1: until we meet